0: What he got Angelo, he's thinking, he's smiling, he's, he's pondering something.
1: No, I mean, I was, I was really fortunate to be able to ski with Troy the week before yeah. the tryout at the National Academy. And, um, I was uber impressed by Troy, your, um, how in tune you are with what you need to perform at your level. And it, you know, it's, um, certain stretches, certain supplements, certain recovery strategies the the tens machine you know and and it's just it's really impressive the way you know yourself the way you like your skis to be tuned for this situation or that situation like what you need to do in your head to get ready for the day the next day just it there's there's no like you mentioned earlier like you're watching these team members and they're doing something a little bit different than what you had seen and just the things that you're saying right now are a little bit different than the things we typically hear so it's no wonder why you got to where you are you know it's just uh it totally makes sense why you made the team just as in tune as you are that that's what i was thinking dave
0: yeah and and, and um that's kind of leads into my next question is like you know i've been around for a lot of your Career, we've run together a ton. We've gone to Mount Hood in the summertime. We've um, done the Tom Bow, uh, you know, training in the summer a few times. Imagine if we could do that, like even just once a week with Tom. We we might hurt for two weeks. But maybe we'd feel better that one time we go work out and get in the pool then We're dead for like two weeks. We can't move afterwards. But um, you know, all these things over the years, you know, how is how is, how have you evolved it? You know, cause we've, we've, um, you know, for people to know, you know, when it started, this was kind of my mode, but how have you got to this point? Like what are some of the things you evolved or had to not even change, but maybe add? Oh, um,
2: yeah. You know, kind of go, you know, I know what works for me. And when, I, if, for me, a lot of times, um, I've done a bunch of, you know, weight work and, you know, just trying to get stronger, stronger, stronger. And I've always found what works best for me is that a lot of the touch activities, trying to be able to play around with, you know, working on balance, working on balance in motion, trying to be in, you know, challenging those activities really um, You know, a bongo board was one of my, you know, one of the more fun things to do is just being able to play on stuff like that. That makes me, makes me move differently and makes me move, move in a, in a ways, you know, there's an outcome. I want to be able to say, I want to be able to get into a low tuck on a bongo board. Okay. Try that, you know, and what do you need to move differently? How do you need to be able to adjust your body foot to foot, four and a half, whatnot. You you pick up pretty quick, but you know you hit the deck a few times. You you're gonna have to change. You're gonna have to change some stuff, so you can't go in with any type of you know. This is what I'm gonna do. You know, it's like well, you got an idea. You get you you gain data from that idea. You adapt that from that, and you change what you need to do. So I do a lot of that. You know, just trying to challenge myself with those things. But I guess in you know when I think about all of my career I've always felt I've done really well when I have a high cardio aspect and if I can be if I can be fit there through through a lot of the cardio stuff i'm I'm very very confident in in uh, the strength side of things that you know you guys know me i'm not a, I'm not a real big power power built guy you know I just I, I I ski fairly strong for for my size. But um, I'm not trying to, um, I'm not trying to over horsepower a lot of stuff.
1: Tr- Troy has described himself to me as having a battleship mouth and a canoe ass.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen that in uh, in Brian Nuss's, um, what do we call those? It, it's it's not a, a blog, I guess, but he puts yeah. those, it's all on Facebook, though. I mean, that is great around Pro Jam yeah. when you skew. Oh, my God. That just yeah, you got to be up. careful what you say around people. They start writing this down, you know, it's... it's <laughs> <laughs> the, the what was it the walshisms the walshisms yeah yeah <laughs> and, and no one writes them down better than brian man no oh, yeah he is a storyteller had one for sure heck like these oh.
1: guys from maine they're when they're born in maine they get a manual on clever shit to say
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. well and and the teaching part i mean that's a lot about how you and, and i know you put a ton into the physical part we've done a lot physically in terms of Trying to do things during the summer. I mean, how many years have we went to hood with Dave Gregory for I don't know, it must have been close to six years. Yeah. I missed a couple of them, but yeah, I remember, yeah. you know, I've I have gone more. three or four of those. Yeah, those are I mean a ton of us have done it. I mean, Kathy's been out there with us and you know, uh Kim Sievers got us going with that first and got Rick and right. I got out there and Kathy's gone, Harold's gone, Frank's gone. We went back uh, Mahan was there my first year. Um and then uh and and Chabe and Timmy Thompson and a ton of people. Um, but when it comes to the teaching part, like, um, you know, I, for me, like, I know that you, I don't think, I don't know, if I, people think they do this, but, you know, we chat a lot about skiing and not just you and me, I and mean, you and me and Angelo, I mean, with the staff, the staff talks about skiing and not just the skiing itself. We talk about how we're presenting things or how we do a task on the hill, how we change the terrain or where we do it. And and you do that a lot. You reach out to certain people on Ed staff, or just people you know in the ski world to talk with. How much has that influenced your gaining tech knowledge, or figuring out how you want to present things, or or teaching stuff? I mean,
2: yeah, it's
0: um, it's crazy
2: because I think a lot of that when I. I get very frustrated with myself. <laughs> so it's like I want, you know, I wanted, you know, develop a, a behavior, you know, a movement pattern in somebody and it's like ah, I just don't have the tools or I just, you know, there's something missing. And I think it's, you know, unfortunate that if if you, you know, you look around the room and you got some great educators around you, maybe we just need to just Say, I don't get that, I do this, raise your hand. It's like, man, I'm so lost in it. And you would listen to people talk about it, you know, and, and just changing, you know, knowing that you don't have the answers and knowing that there's a group out there that might have the answers is a really good place to start because I think there's a lot of times that sometimes as a staff member, you're, you're almost expected to know all these things. And, you know, once again, I'll, I'll say this to, you know, you know, Skelly told me this hardest thing in the world to say that you don't know. Yeah. And, and, and I learned that pretty easily. I thought that was one of the best things, best things in the world to say, geez, I really don't know that, but let's think about this and let's go and let's, let's explore this together. And uh, that's, that's what I do is I'll, you know, I'll come up with something or I'll have a, I'll have a question that I, don't understand or i want to have more than one way to explain it and i'll just start throwing it out there to someone i've done i you know you know man this is the weirdest thing because it's like i'll just ski up to whoever in uniform and be like what do you think of this and just throw it out there and it's like don't need to answer now let's have a drink or let's just talk catch up when we're taking our boots off and ski off and try to just throw ideas out there and at least you're trying to gain a, a broader, broader um view of 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 education. And that's, you know, and, and we've got so many great people in the organization, you know, and Dr. Dr. Pete Allison, I have, you know, we, we You know, let's face it, Harold Smith, you know, he's a smart, he's a smart smart dude, you know, so all of a sudden, you know, when we got guys on on that, that work with us that have initials at the tail end of their names, that's really, there's your cue right there. You want to talk to those guys, you know, not to, not to, you know, knock down anyone else, but man, those guys have gone proper education. They've figured some stuff out. They've, they've Mm -hmm. put some time in being able to have those guys and be able to say what what's this and all of a sudden you throw that out there and they come back with a stack of information yeah now we're in a good spot but that's i, I think that's probably the thing that i've i've tried to encourage in myself and involved in my, in my own world of just saying i just want i ask questions and i'm not afraid of hearing other viewpoints that might not be my own and just being able to absorb that and, and gobble it up and kind of twist it around. So it makes sense to me and then be able to try and try and put it out there. But, um, you know, we've okay. all said this before. It's like every time we get to go in with a group, it's an experiment. Uh-huh. You know, I shouldn't know the answers when I throw something out there. It might not To you know, I'm going to throw this out there and say, who you knows? This, this could go. This could go great, or this could be a nightmare in two hours. And we need to take a coffee break and figure out where are we. You know, yeah. and that's a good thing.
0: Yeah, because like I get into conversation though. Know, if Tom Chase is there, I have to always remember. Okay, I got a NASA scientist here. Man, he's going to know some physics and some some science stuff that I better be ready for. <laughs>
2: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Designing don't, don't go in thinking that you know <laughs> the answer. You know, it feel like I, I'm surrendering myself here. I'm opening myself up and, and you'll probably be able to pick up some good stuff
0: for sure. Yeah. Well, the guy on the screen with us here, Troy, I mean, that's the inquisitive one there. He's thinking right now. I mean, educationally wise, he's got a lot more initials behind his name than, uh, than, than we have. And, and I go there a lot, man. I mean, Angela, you're one of the guys we go to for that.
1: Holding you, holding you back. Holds <laughs> me we'll back. Come on, man. No, but I I agree. It's we've said this before on here. To be really good at anything, you have to drop your ego first. Like with the bongo board, right? I did the same thing with my unicycle, and I think I told you. Like I knew I was going to hop on that thing and <laughs> just slay it. I knew that. I got it out of the box, and it gave me a beating. And it was like, oh, okay. I didn't know that, you know, but it's the same thing with teaching. And a lot of times we do have a tendency, there's, there's a pressure put on an individual as that person goes higher in any organization. When it comes to teaching, whether it's school or on the Hill or whatever, there's an expectation from your learners that you're going to have the answers. And so we probably put this false expectation on ourselves. And we get real defensive around what we think we know. We can piss a circle around it, you know. So it is really hard, but it's also really important to, like you say, Troy, surrender yourself and just realize that like it's in a group like that, it's a melting pot. And, And while Tom may have the physics behind it, Troy has intrapersonal skills that are like an intrapersonal intelligence, probably the least disgust of the intelligences if you're thinking about like gardner like we talk about interpersonal we don't talk about intrapersonal as much i don't think troy's intrapersonal intelligence is off the charts like he knows himself and so when you get a group of people together yeah tom knows the physics pete has the initials after his name and in this particular field but Who's bringing the intrapersonal stuff? Who's bringing the musical stuff? It's going to throw out that idea like, well, why don't we just ski down the hill and listen to the noises our gears making? Like, oh, I never thought of that. Like, when you get that kind of collaboration, that's when everybody gets better, you know? And you just have to be willing to do that.
0: I mean, that's, that's the beauty. I mean, one of the reasons I wanted to get the podcast going and Angela and I started talking and it kind of evolved it. I mean, I, I get to learn a ton from you, Angelo, but you know, Troy's talked about today and just what you're talking about, the collaboration, Troy mentioned Margie King, um, and Tom Barbeau. I mean, we've done stuff. I mean, that was a long time. That was before. I was like, what? Well, Margie, I've been doing stuff since like, I don't know, 30 years, but, um, with Tom, we just, we doing stuff with him. Like what? 2000, 2001. Yeah. Or, or, or even, yeah, I think somewhere in there. And, um, you know, Dave Gregory, um, you know, definitely we did stuff around before the 212 tryout after the 208 one we were doing with Tom. Um, but definitely these folks that know more. And I, I just got a text from um Margie this morning. Another one was uh Cheryl Coker, who's a professor yep. at Plymouth State, was a uh, um motor learning specialist. Um, you know, that collaboration, that's where it really happens. I mean, the learn I mean, I steal more, I, I say a great teacher is someone who's a great thief because you steal from everybody. And and I, I think that's what you know, Angela and I, and you know, Angela, I know you hear some thoughts on this. You know, we've had conversations of how some of the Facebook talk goes with people going back and forth. And it's writing, so it's hard. It's not really a conversation when you're writing, it's different, but it gets very confrontational and, and this is right, this is wrong. It's not really that like Troy, yeah, you know, Troy Siggy so said, it's not that, you know, throwing ideas out and just talking about it of maybe what it is or different options or problem solving. It's like there's always this right and wrong immediately. When you're looking at some of these supposed conversations on Facebook, and a lot of people don't grow from that, they just, it just becomes a battle. They're not exploring what the possibilities could be. And I know you and I, Angela, I know you probably have some thoughts on that that we've talked about quite a bit.
1: No, Um, no new thoughts. I just, I don't enjoy looking at them. I I try to, I try, I want to enjoy looking at them, and I try every once in a while to, I get these for some reason when somebody posts in particular groups, I get these notifications. I generally go look at the posts and a lot of times it is a really interesting thought and so i'll start to go down through the thread a little bit but i don't make it very far because it's uh (laughs) it's just more aggressive than i'm in the mood to sift (laughs) through you know what i mean so but i'll think about the question on my own i just i i really don't engage very much with with the posts i think it's awesome that it's out there as a resource but yeah I do agree. The tendency is for it to get very rigid, very quickly. And, and then that's not really good for, for development. You know,
0: I don't yeah. think. Yeah, Cause I, I mean, like we have conversations, I mean, Troy and I will definitely bang things back and forth at times, but it's more like, what do you do with this? Like, have you explored this? And then we'll like, sometimes be the one of us have the answer and we're throwing shit out. Oh, maybe we should try this today. Or maybe try that. I mean, it's more of a exploration and, then up this is the way it is you know,
2: let's look at this right is every you know one you know how many turns can you make what's the snow surface like on you know from the beginning middle the end of the of the turn you know you've got so many variables to be able to kind of chew on ourselves into one place or one thought it would, it would us, yeah. you know destroy us you know because i know I ski, I ski with a different different set of movements or blends of movements when it's ripping hard out, you know, after a rainstorm to when I have six inches of snow with three quarters of an inch of windblown or freezing, freezing crust on top of that. I got to do something different. I got to be able to play around with different things. And when we get all when people get strong and they kind of rigid on their thoughts, they, 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 they struggle with those things. You know, there's too many variables to be able to be rigid, you know, yeah. Bruce
0: Lee, be the water, yeah. you know? Cause like, this is a conversation, like, this is what I know I'm going to be talking to you about on the phone the next couple weeks. Is like, you were saying you were, you were looking at doing kind of hoppy type stuff this year. So, right in my brain, I start going, okay, is he looking at trying to get some quick twitch muscles going or is he looking at for maybe to try to get some things for lengthening, shortening? I mean, I got like four more thoughts in my head that that could go to a bunch of these things. And, and you know, that'll be the conversations like, you know, are you looking more this way or that way? Or is it all of them? Or was it some feedback from the tryout? I mean, so I'm thinking of multiple reasons maybe you could do that where some people go, why would you want to hop? Because <laughs> we don't move up anymore. <laughs> I think, I think it just, you know, the, the, quickness
2: piece of it, I think that's a very important piece of I know over the past, um, you know, over the past few years, I think there's been a really big push because we've gone, we've gone to this idea in our skiing that we're so connected through turn transition and so connected at the top part of the turn that that all of a sudden, when we get really good at that, you can look pretty dull yeah. and it's like, okay, so the pendulum swung to that real accurate, real connected. Oh, well, just like everything else in the world, it's got to swing back. So maybe we need to start getting a little bit faster. And not to say that it's not important or not that it's to say that we, uh, we need to um, ditch that thought, but we probably need to be able to show all aspects of it, right? You know, I want to be able to be snappy and, and do that really, really tight short swing turn that you know we did at dev team this year and it's like okay that's important that's really important to be able to show a mix of movements instead of this is our short term yeah today you know to give you know the <laughs> best example Murmurs is like know, this is you know murmur would always say we have to be able to demonstrate throughout the throughout someone's uh um development of skill You know, if they don't show up with that same level of skill and they have the level of being able to make this turn this way, I'm sorry. This is my demonstration of that. And this is what you're going to get. This is my short turn. I can't do anything other than that. So really being able to take a good opportunity to show variety of movement patterns through the same type of turn shape or turn size, that's going to, it's going to help us out a lot.
0: So here here's a big question. I'm gonna ask it to both of you. Well, I'll have Troy answer first, but I'm, I'm gonna make Angela answer because I want to know that. I don't know. Just this was one of the questions for Troy, but I I just I want to know what Angela, see if he comes up what he's gonna come up with. Cause I know it'll be interesting. Um, who or what has been the biggest influence for you as a and you can do it as um at first I was just thinking as you know, just over your ski teaching career, but maybe. Who or what has been the biggest influence, if you can segment it, like who's been your biggest influence on your skiing? Who's been your biggest influence as a as a coach, teacher, instructor? Is it is it different or the same? It's definitely different. It's they're definitely for me, it's definitely
2: different. Um skiing wise, you know, it's I'm always I'm drawn towards accuracy. I'm always going to be that guy. Um, so when I start thinking about like, I think there's too many to answer, right? I mean, there's too many folks that you know, I can look at and say, oh, I really would love to have that aspect of their skiing, and you know, the athleticism. All of a sudden, you look at some folks, you see seeing how how athletic they are in their skiing. Like, oh, I really like to have that sort of stuff. So I don't even dare say who is the one influence. I would just take little snippets from almost everyone that I've ever skied with. There's something that I want to take away from their skiing or their presenting, um, to, to be better. Um, I, you know, I can, if I would just say one person on their teaching side of things that I've always just loved about how precise and, and, um, the use of um, the language its always been Pete Howard. You know, I love how he, when he, I love the command that he has when he stands up in front of the entire BOE, could be in a national setting, and all of a sudden the room goes quiet. He's like, whoa, hold on to your hats, kids, because this could be awesome. This something really big could happen here. And I'm fortunate to have spent so much, so much windshield time with him. Over the years, but how precise? How and and his words just would be, you know, so true. Joe Wood was the same way. I remember, I remember, right as a new examiner doing a score a, a scorecard, you know, prep inside, and I, you know, I'm writing. I filled up the whole thing, man. I that whole card was small, small letters. As much as I could write in there, hand it to Joe Wood, and he'd look at it and be kind of like, yeah, it's all right. I'd look at his, and it would be like seven words. God dang it. (laughs) You know, it's like, yeah, you know, why say, why say, you know, 40 words when you can say four words and get the point across? I'm like, yeah, man, that's, that's gold. That's gold.
0: So. How about you, Angelo?
1: I mean, similar, I I hesitate to mention any one name because then I'd have to say everybody that I've ever skied with. You know, I mean, obviously, when we walk in the room at training, everybody in there is capable of teaching you something, you know, but it's the same when I walk in my locker room at home. I've learned so much from hearing weekend instructors at home who haven't been around that long, just how they... Perceive things and process things and then explain it to their the people they're teaching. It's like, wow, that's really, really remarkable, you know. Um, I'm I'm really, it's like a dead horse, but I'm really influenced by coming up in the skateboard scene because there were two schools of thought, you know, and there was like Tony Hawk was super techie robotic, and Christian Hussoy was super flow surf style and there was like a division among kids and we were coming up some kids love tony some kids love christian We, We sure everybody really loved them both but so i find myself in ski discussions like the influence that's had on me as a ski coach is you know the ski world in my opinion is very biased toward the race world and i i understand why obviously that's where the that's where the best athletes are, and that's where the engineering is. So I totally get how that drives our sport, but I don't hear much discussion about style or flow or intentionality and, and that that kind of thing. And I think that's really important. So, but I agree with Troy. When I watch Troy ski, I'm like, holy shit, like I can't make my body do that stuff. Like it, it's so precise. And Jim Pottinger's another one. I think Troy and Jim ski very similarly and it's very different from what i do but when i watch like billy Bierman, i think billy has so much style like so it's just so flowy it looks like he's surfing you know and i love all that stuff and i wish i could do all of it so like my curse is i look around at everybody and go damn i wish i could be that good it kind of beats you up after a while you know but you just kind of pick the bits and pieces, I think, at the time that speak to you the most and work in that direction. Like when we skied with Jeb at Academy, we talked about foot speed a lot. So I'm finding myself on my runs right now or, or when I'm pedaling my bike, being really aware of that moment when I, I change from one foot to the other because I want to work some of that into skiing. ski. You know, but I mean, if I'm going to mention one person, obviously it's Dolan.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Dolan. I mean, no. I, I, I mean, Dolan's my biggest influencer now. Man, I mean, right? I, I got to go skiing with Dolan.
1: Bottle up what Dolan has and sprinkle that on everybody. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> everybody, you- at, everybody at Ed Training is going to want to go with Dolan. I mean, I mean, Sue and Don are going to have a hard time at training because everybody's going to want to be in the same group with Dolan. Uh, just just one wins. group this year. She's just one Dolan. group.
1: Just one group. Dolan's group. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of a generic answer, but that, I don't know. And and the, the more I'm, you know, I'm fortunate now in, in one sense, because I left uh, my real job and I'm immersed in this more. And I'm, you know, we have those moments. Ski teachers have those moments. I'm sure it happens in every field. Like, you know, the new people who we hire. Every year, about three weeks in, inevitably say, Oh my God, I had no idea there was so much to know about this. But we always say that. Like I say that every time I go to training, I say it every time I go to National Academy. It's like, Oh my God, there's so much I don't know. So it's more like, you know, there's a reason you got two ears and one mouth. That's kind of what I've been thinking about lately. It's just like, be open minded and, and, the people that you really vibe with and go, oh my God, I get everything this person is saying. I totally get this. That's great. Use that as reinforcement. And then those folks that you don't vibe with as much, like it doesn't click, like that's probably a red flag that you need to explore that a little bit more so you can figure it out. And then you're you have a more rounded deep, you know, you have a deeper pull.
2: You think about all these all these people that we're talking about and all these people that we have in um, interactions with. Skiing is hugely complicated. <laughs> you know, it's just there's so much that that we do without understanding it. But to be able to do it better and to be able to coach it, we need to understand a lot more. We need to understand, you know, who here is a biomechanics master? And not me. You know, it's I know I know what I do. I kind of figure it out. You know, physics, you know. Learning theories, the teaching, teaching theory, all these things are just hugely um, uh, large subjects. And we're out there trying to do it naturally. And yeah. It's, it's hard.
0: I think that's why you and I steal so much, Troy, because, you know, we go to Angelo, we can go to Mr. Matt Boyd, you know, we can go for the educational stuff that those guys have initials. Then we can go to Margie and Sue for biomechanics, kinesiology, and it just goes on and on. Harold, man, you know, if I need a science, like physics type question, man, I'll definitely ask Harold. Oh, I
2: mean, and that's, I think that's such a good, I mean, as far as us, there's such a good network out there. You know, to be able to do that because we can come up with an idea, and it's like I think we all do this, and we start kind of milling it around, and it's like, well, before I go and unleash this thing, (laughs) I want to go and get someone else's opinion on it. And you know, and and how many times we sat down, you know, you you brought up Marty. How many times we sat down? It's like, does the body is the body supposed to do this, or is it you know is is this this wrong? I mean. and and you know she'll give us the straight dope and it's like okay fantastic i'm not running i'm not going to cause detriment in somebody so you're like all right this is this is you know you verify
0: you do your do your homework absolutely so so um as we start to we still got a couple things because it's always at the end angelo has a couple questions that are kind of neat i know you've heard him when he's asked other people when you listen to the podcast for, but um Angela and I are are hoping that we have Troy as a reoccurring uh, person on the podcast. We know we will make you do it because we won't let you have any bourbon if you don't come on. And then the the other thing is as we move into fall, we definitely want your expertise because we want to have some chats and some of the, um, some of our uh, assessment activities and stuff there as we move into the fall and the new standards are taking place in June. So, you know, we got Mr. Erickson in our search yet, but we're, we want to have you like on, on like, you know, retainer that we don't pay you nothing, but you're on retainer. On retainer,
2: yeah. I, I need to be on this thing because there's a few of these podcasts. I got bashed up pretty bad. You know, I need to be able to defend myself at least sometimes.
0: Oh God! So. So yeah, we definitely want that. Thanks for re-listening. And also before we finish, make sure folks that you, you know, like us on YouTube or subscribe to the channel. That always helps us as uh, we move forward. We're hoping, we're hoping to move on some sponsors to help us keep doing this stuff. But Angelo, what are, what are a couple of the, uh, the Angelo questions we got to hit them with?
1: I was thinking about that like us on youtube right i think youtube ought to put a tolerate button on there too for people who don't really (laughs) like us but they tolerate it
0: (laughs) yeah yeah there you go (laughs) um
1: i don't know that i have anything particularly clever but i i I do want i want to ask troy this like because you're you're coming down still off of this you know I'm, i'm assuming the um if you had to point to one time in your life when you were at your your uh, greatest performance mode, operating in your greatest performance mode, you just did it. So now you're you're relaxing off of that. You know, like you say, it's coming back, training's coming in October but I just think timing wise, like, it's the beginning of June we have membership who listens, hopefully who will listen throughout the summer and like a lot of them want to uh, achieve something next season, new level certification I think we're going to it's probably at this point, pretty safe to say things are going to be at least fairly normal next year and and folks are going to be out. They're going to be looking to get level two, level three. So Troy, what's like, what's your best piece of advice for somebody, you know, looking at the timing of the situation, it's June, you know, getting ready for something that's coming up in December, February, March, April, whatever. What, what advice would you give our members?
2: I would, you know, watching enough exams and watching enough people through, uh, throughout the years. I think flexibility is probably the number one thing that I see throughout the vast majority of our um, our membership going into certification. Um, whether or not it's being able to, you know, the ro- rotation effect or the flexion extension effect of 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 body parts i i don't and i and when i say that you know thinking about this as i'm going along there you can become too flexible you know you and you know, we all have skied with this person that maybe does maybe does yoga to the extreme and they don't have that resistance effect being able to really harness what the ski's is doing and, and and make the you know ski push that person someplace but they also have the other fr- per- other side of that coin where a person just doesn't move well they don't they move as one unit they don't ever flex and extend or when they do flex and extend they only flex and extend three four inches you know they don't have that range so all of a sudden at level three when we bring them into you know we're at sugar bush we go down Steins and the bumps are up to our up to our chest you probably need to be able to use some of that leg length that you have in a way that's going to be appropriate. And I don't think people pay attention to the flexibility side side of it as much as they do strengthening and all the other stuff. I think, you know, start a stretching, start a stretching activities right now is going to pay off
0: in the the end for sure. So I know the answer is question, but what do you do? even as you go into the winter when we're on the road for your flexibility?
2: Oh, man, you know, the foam rollers and, you know, the hooks and the, ten, you know, the 10s, you know, the 10s you know, units and, um, and got a Theragun. That thing was a torture device. Everyone had, you know, when we were out in wreck this year, you know, and that was more entertaining than anything at the end of the day, <laughs> watching everybody work on, work on body parts and just about come into tears with it. So that's, that's a new and interesting weapon for sure. Um, but yeah, trying to just pay attention to all those things that if you're, if you're, um, if you're tight in, it's going to show, it's going to show in you're skiing, you know? And and so many people, you know, how many times have we heard this, everybody's got too tight of hip flexors, hip flexors, hamstrings. Yep. You can give that feedback to anybody and it's probably going to run true. <laughs> Especially in our circles, they're going to be like, "Oh yeah, well, you, know, you ride a bike. Your hip flexors and your hamstrings are too tight." <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, trying to really pay attention to those pieces right? and, you know, the big connections, like in the in the hip mobility, that type of stuff is so important for our for our skiing and uh, and our performance. It's do more of that. Do more of that.
1: Cool. Well, can I and can I be bold and throw something on top of that?
2: Sure, let sure.
1: Me, let me throw in men, mental flexibility.
2: Yeah,
1: you know this this uh, belief that there's a right way, one one right way. What's PSIA's way? What's PSIA <laughs> say this year? That is that I, that's it, that's not real. That's perceived. Um, and I think you know, Troy, you mentioned earlier all the all the variables. You got the the, the snow conditions, the weather, um, the length of the hill, and and the base ground, right, affecting all this all this stuff. You have to be flexible in how you approach teaching, but the danger is also there too that you can be too flexible. So I think it's important to have beliefs, but you have to experiment and explore, and consider in order to figure out what those beliefs about movement are. You know what I mean? Yeah, And I just want to throw that out there too, because I see, I talk to a lot of people who are of this mindset and I'm, I was of this mindset. It's not like I, I wasn't immune to this, that there's a right way. I'm just here to tell you now that that's probably not the case, you know? So explore movements in a very general sense, how they apply to different activities, including skiing and snowboarding.
0: Absolutely. All right. Well, I'm glad we got them on retainer. It's not costing us more than maybe a Milky Way and a bourbon. Snacks.
1: Um, <laughs> snacks.
0: Cut <laughs> <laughs> love snack. And um, thanks for joining us, Troy. And uh, thanks, everybody out there for listening.